All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? Massive gun, to be exact. DJ Nervous. <laughs> DJ Neko. The Metal Tower Radio Podcast. Back at Somebody's you. Somebody's not modest. No, new episode up. So, uh, apparently I was just informed that I downloaded the Face app and I'm now subject to the will and command of Russia whenever they want to use my photo for something. So, be on the lookout for a pedo noob soon. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, you're... When you download the app, their terms and conditions are very loose, and you're pretty much giving them access to your photos. So, when you download it, you give that It's a, a Russian-owned app, and you're giving them, you know... Well, un, I, think- unrequ- un, I can't say the word. Uh, they... They, you cannot ask for your photos back. You're giving them permission to use your photos in any way. Well, that happens with almost anything now. and Facebook's the same way. Um, any app that you use, okay. Snapchat, Facebook, all Facebook, you can't. No, they, they, you have your own rights to your photos. They can't take your photos and they use can, them. They can, but you, know, you might be able to fight it, but they can still take them. They're there. They literally could take anything these days. I um, remember back in the day, in the MySpace days, when I, we first started the social media... How long ago was that? Like a hundred years ago. But yeah, MySpace, I, early 2000s. Yeah, I wouldn't put pictures Facebook. up. I, w- I, I would not put a picture up because I felt weird about putting... Everybody would say, oh, take a picture of yourself. I'm like, no, I don't want my picture on the internet. Now, now, now there's like yourself. a thousand... No, <laughs> there's mostly pictures of the animals. And you. Well, great. You put me subject to me to everything. Not missing. <laughs> I'm the one taking the pictures. You're the one getting your picture taken. I hate that. What? Pictures. Oh, but you're so handsome. Yeah, let's not get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so today, a uh, lot of stuff again to get to. Um, got stuff from Cataclysm, Old School Amorphous, uh, Sepultura Megadeth. Warman and Metal Church, as well as Obituary, but then I got a lot of new shit for you as well. 
Um, Mugo, the Noct I don't know, Noctum Bullet, Illusion. Also got some. What we got? Disrupted. That was a really good record. Um, Mortal like Bird. Glasses. Very good as well. Yeah, you, you keep forgetting your glasses. Also, the Meads of Asphodel. I love that band. Is that the new one that you were talking about? It is. So we planned some of that, and then knew a bath as well. So Ooh. be looking for that. Uh, all right. So before we get into the music, I do have some things to talk about. One, someone earlier posted a little—I guess you can call it a meme—but it was more one of those. If you can have top your top five bands that you would start a festival locally, who would you do? What what bands would you pick? Any bands, any genre? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. I'll start with mine. Uh, I put it out earlier. Um, I think my headliner would be Cataclysm, uh, Inanimate Existence as my co-head, and I think I picked Snipers of Babel, Nomas, and Mikhail as my openers. Well, I'd, I'd definitely do a King Diamond and Ghost, I guess, co-headliner, because mm. you know I love... It's an interesting pick. Well, you, I love bands like that. I like the music, but I love the theatrics of everything, too. So then I guess we'd have to throw in somebody like Alice Cooper as well, and then possibly uh, Marilyn Manson and Ozzy. They're all, like, very theatric-type. I'd probably skip the Ozzy one and maybe go Wasp or... Somebody with a lot of theatrics Kiss. or, or um, Cradle of Filth, which we just heard. Right, right. I mean, when we saw Cradle of Filth, they had an aerialist. Yeah. I mean, it's, I love a theatrical... Even Judas Priest, they keep their stuff really interesting. He comes out in 10,000 different outfits. He's got the motorcycle. motorcycle. I like stuff like that. So I would, I really would want a nice theatrical performance. You've got King Diamond... Ghost, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, and Cradle of Filth. All completely, you know, different styles of, of music, but it would be fun to watch for everybody, because we, when we saw Manson, girls with the big fake butts playing the piano, and... Or even Zombie. Oh yeah, zombie even Zombie. Good. Like, I love... If you're gonna do something like that, make it big, make it a bunch of big names, and then... Um, that's Make, an interesting approach. There's a lot of theatrics in there. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, we saw when we saw King Diamond. You know, he's got the tombstones and the gate, and mm -hmm. then with ghosts, they're the backdrop. Yeah, we could even we could even do a Monomarth. You know, oh, yeah. they yeah. they had the fighting and the pirate. Recently, when I saw them, they had the ship that mm -hmm. you didn't get to see. I know. I was I was out on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Boats and hose. Boats and hose. That's that's my theme. It would be theatrical so let's let's na nail it down we're going ghost we're going king diamond we're going cooper alice cooper we're going marilyn manson and cradle of filth i think that's a good mm -hmm. you know yeah that's that's pretty well rounded a lot of different stuff going on there i can i can live with that all right uh i got an opening track um from a band called vhs and Earlier, probably about a month or so ago, they did a split with Oxygen Destroyer, the band that centers around the kaiju that we love so much. VHS is similar, but they, of course, center around old-school horror movies, and, of course, uh, the VHS cassettes, like, that's their thing. That's awesome. So our new record is coming out, and uh, I want to give a big thanks to Mike Giuliano from Horror Pain Gore Death Productions for providing that promo for me, so... Um, 
the first track that we have up is from them. It's called Cruise Ship Carnage. Not sure what this is. I'm, I'm going to guess this might be Ghost Ship that they're basing it off of, but I'm not entirely sure. It could be something older. Well, you know, there's a lot of carnage on cruise ships, honestly. <laughs> because Well, because Titanic could be that way, but of course that's not a horror movie, but still funny as hell. Oh my god, we've talked about this with cruise ships. I, I would not. I work on a ship, and I feel safer on my ships than I do on a cruise ship. How many times do we hear about a cruise ship running aground? All of their, their uh, engines failing, people going on vacation and everybody getting sick. And they're defecating and they can't uh, yeah. get rid of the waste. Yeah, their toilets back up. No, thank you. <laughs> Alright, well this is Cruise Ship Carnage VHS. Check it out. Here we go.
DJ Nubis and DJ Nico with you on Metal Tavern Radio, the podcast. Heard a little clip there from the original Top Gun featuring Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, for those that are not old enough to remember. (laughs) I am. I barely am. It came out when I was a child, but it's a classic. I watched it all the time. Oh yeah. Great movie, really. So, uh, recently there's been... uh, new trailers out. A couple of ones we want to talk about. One was the Top Gun, uh, Top Gun sequel. Maverick. Maverick. That was his uh, name in the original. And it's his name. He has it on his, his uh, helmet. Helmets, helmets and he still. has it on his, uh, on his jet as well. I still wonder though if Val Kilmer is going to make an appearance or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean Val Kilmer's not looking too good the way that uh <laughs> Tom Cruise practices Scientology, so he's, like, preserved for the rest of his life. I think that Tom Cruise is probably an alien from Area 51. Oh, you think you're, we're back to we're storming back to Area 51? Yeah. yeah, I think we figured out that Cruise is not normal. Uh, but, yeah, looking at the new trailer, um, looked really fucking good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. Uh, also... Yeah, they're talking about Val Kilmer being, uh... Iceman? Iceman. Sweet. But look at, look at this. Here's Tom Cruise of current picture, and here's Val Kilmer. Like, I don't know what Tom Cruise is doing. I don't know if he, like, sacrifices babies once a year so that he can keep his, like, youth. I have no idea. He looks... The greater good. Yeah, for the greater good. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know what he's doing. Who knows? Ooh, John Hamm's in it, too. I told you that. Oh, nice. Uh, and then we also have uh, Jay and Silent Bob returning with the reboot. Um, God, now, I love Kevin Smith movies, all of them. I do. I I said this to the Fat Samurai guy though. You know, when I watched the trailer for Jay and Silent Bob, like I want to see it obviously because I am a fan. But the trailer kind of left me like they were kind of forcing the comedy. Now, it may still be very good, but, like, I don't know how James Highland Bob, the reboot's going to go. Like, I'm really excited for Clerks 3 when they get that done, because the first two were just amazing, but we always laugh at that at the second one. So, uh, I don't know. How did you feel about the uh, trailer for James Highland Bob? I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> I mean, I look at Kevin Smith movies for Kevin Smith movies, you know, he has his own little niche and he has his own little group of appreciation uh he's hit or miss with me and and, and even the movies that i think aren't the greatest have their moments like tusk like there's certainly a moment in that movie that's very hilarious well see it, it was he was trying i think we're just sick individuals and <laughs> it's supposed to be frightening it is it is a it is a drama. It is terrifying. It's about a kidnapping. It's about being mutilated. We think it's hysterical because we look at the guy flopping around and to us we're like I think you have to have that sick sense of humor though to like Kevin Smith movies. I mean, well, I mean, most of the time he hits. I mean, like the only other movie. I like Mr. Tusk. Well, a lot of people like Mallrats a lot. I love Mallrats. That's one of like my least favorite. That takes me back to the day. I like Chasing Amy, the Clerks movies, obviously. Uh, The first Jay and Silent Bob strikes back. You like Zach and Mary? Zach and Mary is good. Yep. 
Was that really a, a one of his own, though? I think so. Oh, okay. I'll double check, but I'm like 99% sure because they were, um, Seth Rogen was... Part of that. I he know. was, he was, he was in a, um... I mean, Jason Mewes was in that, but I don't know if that was... That it, I think it was a Kevin Smith movie, um... Oh, it's a possibility. I think Kevin Smith had a heavy hand in that Die Hard and Live Another Day or whatever, um... Or Die Hard and Live Free, because he was in that as well. So he did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, the um, Zach and Mary, um, he was. This has been a while, but yeah, director Kevin Smith. Um, Seth Rogen, he was during an interview talking about, you know, he wanted to make sure that he didn't, because Seth Rogen's a big name, and he's like. I was just worried about it being a bust, but like for a Kevin Smith movie, you know, the budget was 24 million and the box office was 42 million. So, you know, they that made freaking It's hysterical and I know that they made more money afterwards oh, on yeah. the DVD sales and it would be again at, everything at worst that becomes a cult classic. That's what it. Kevin Smith is aiming for. He wants to have his and everything ties in um dogma that's another one that uh, people don't realize is... That was actually pretty good, too. I didn't mind that. It was a little weirder, but uh, it was pretty pretty good. Um, and, of course, I'm trying to think what's my favorite one. I don't know. I don't know. I, I love Mallrats. I do. A lot of people do. I, I, I thought it was okay. I just I never found it to be as great as some of the other stuff. But I do think, though, they that Clerks too was freaking hysterical and it's hard because when we're out on the ship and we have downtime a lot of times we go into the lounge and we watch movies together and I suggested Clerks too. Well I think it's hysterical and a couple other people think it's hysterical but then there's a group of people who just get up and walk out and I'm like you you don't want to see Kinky Kelly and her <laughs> sexy stud? <laughs> like I try to like encourage. Can't please everybody. But you gotta realize this is a bunch of we're a bunch of filthy, foul-mouthed sailors out there, and and even that was offensive to them. So I don't know if it was offensive, but like. Uh, yeah, it depends. I mean, but you weren't even showing them the worst of the worst. We've talked about this before with some of the other movies I have on that hard drive. That oh, I've shown some of them the worst I've, of the worst. I've like only seen them once, and I probably won't go back. But it's it's worth watching some of those films for at least once just to see how far you can take yourself. I, I warn people when they they take movies off of my hard drive because that that's what we do out. We don't really have a very good, them, yeah, yeah. We don't really have a good internet connection, so it's just enough to get some emails and files off of the server. We can't stream Netflix. You can't do any of that. So we all have hard drives filled with movies, and then there's um, a central hard drive that everybody can access on the ship to watch movies. Usually we go to the big screen in the lounge, and we all watch them together. But, like, the... What what, what Salo? Salo, 180 Days of S Sodom, I think. Is yeah, the, so those are, like, some pretty crazy movies. Serbian film is just probably one of They're, the I warn people. I'm like, it's under the horror genre in my hard drive, but it's absolutely terrifying because it's the worst thing you're ever going to watch. And they're like, oh, what, is it scary? Is it bloody? I said, I can't describe it. Like Serbian film is so bad it's just it, it it breaks all the taboos and i mean 
Seriously, like it's probably one of the more disgusting movies you'll ever see. However, and it's been banned from quite a few countries, but I like to see things at least once just to say I did it. Now, Sallow, still quite disgusting. It's and, gross, but it's it's surprising with me with that one because it was made in the seventies and it was shot so well. Like from a cinematic perspective, that was very shot well. But again, the subject matter is like horrible. Like, it will offend many people. Um, but, you know, if you're into the, well, you know, I want to check it out at least once and then say, oh, my God, you know, and then go away. Because that's basically how I am. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, those I wouldn't. aren't movies I would recommend people to enjoy. But if you're just interested in uh, theater and everything else. If you want to feel filthy and dirty <laughs> that you need 7,000 showers after watching a movie, that is what you watch. Yeah, I remember... Seeing the advertisement for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and how they're like, this is one of the most gross and disgusting movies ever. If you go into the theater, you're going to get barf back. No. These two movies will put that to shame. I kind of felt like that with The Human Centipede. I'm not. I'd say that's one movie I haven't watched because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I just don't want to. You've never it. seen. The no. ass, the mouth, and the poor no. guy. Oh my god! And the one guy who, when he poops, he has to poop through the whole chain. He's like, "I'm so sorry." Oh, ah, I'm surprised you even sat through that. I, I even I can't do that. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> when did that come out? Early 2000s, late 90s. I would no. I think it's more like mid 2000s. You and they I have like two no, or three. No, you and I now. were not together when the first one came out. I don't believe. Um, I'm pretty sure we were because I remember Dane talking about it at one point. But it's let's find out. Human Centipede original. That one for 2000. Not, was that the old one? Hold on. The first sequence is that the first one? Yeah. It says 2009. No, wait. No, that's a different movie. The Human Centipede. Maybe it was 2009. It's not super old. Because then they got crazy. But you have to realize it's been 10 years. So. God, we're so old. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of weird, too, because the first one was just like three people, and yeah. then they started getting crazy. That's why, um. That's why, like, uh. They're like, oh, we'll put like 15 people, or. So we have just three people, ass to mouth. Um. Yeah, well, you go ask them out. The Human Centipede 3 came out in 2015. Yeah. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should check out The Human Centipede. It's been a while. Yeah. Anyway, what we're going to check out now is some new tracks from Mugo, The Noctambulant, and also Illusion. What does Noctambulant mean? I'm not really sure I might have to look that That's up. I've heard cool. the band before. They're very good, so... All this shit's good. Everything I play is good. You know this. I know. I'm talking to them. Alright, here's Mugo. Check it out. Here we go.
Noctambulant meant, and it means walking at night, 
And it makes sense, because I actually took Latin for a really, really long time, and ambulant means walking, and noct, nocturnal means at night, so walking at night. But that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I really, I really, really like that name, the Noctambulant. So, right now, in the world, and even here in Baltimore, food trucks are kind of taking over. Even in our, we don't live directly in the city, we live outside of the city, and food trucks are starting to pick up. Like, there's like food truck meetups. I was in Hawaii a couple of weeks ago, and there's like a whole area in Hawaii where the food trucks just go and park, and you can, you know, get something from a bunch of different food truck vendors, and it's all really cool. And while I was on my last um, trip, one of my partners and I were talking about making, if, if we would have a food truck, what would we do? And I've decided that my food truck would be gourmet peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now, I know that sounds crazy. It's but, really crazy. But think about how many, you could do like a grilled peanut butter and jelly. You can do different flavors of jelly and peanut butter. Our signature is going to be the Hawaiian peanut butter and jelly. You're going to use that King's Hawaiian bread, grill it slightly on the grill, a little butter, grill, grill, then a piece of pineapple, your favorite jelly, peanut butter, smash it together in a panini press. There you go. My signature. No? Well, I mean... Without really testing it there, I think there's only so much you can do with PB&J. Now, oh. likewise, with my idea, which they've already kind of already done here, they have a place called the Grilled Cheese Factory, and she actually introduced me to it a few years ago. It is the most amazing grilled cheese you will ever They have, have so many variety of grilled cheese that they do. It's just freaking amazing. I love it. So if I'm doing a food truck, it's going to be something like that, man. Like, you got the... Grilled basic. cheese with the bacon in it, and you know, I, I forget all the different types of have, but the you bread, the sourdough bread, bacon, lettuce, and tomato yep. with grilled cheese. Yeah, it's it's they got a lot of great shit there. Um, Crab grilled cheese, right? You can do just about anything. Grilled See, PB macaroni and, Jay, you and only, cheese. PB and J, you can only do so much. But that's the idea. You want to pick like a couple of staples. It's a food truck. You can only do so much. That we really brought this up because we started watching and we finished the first season of In the Dark on Netflix. And one of the characters runs a food truck, so we started throwing around food truck ideas. And actually, in our little part of the world in Dundalk, um, it's. It is a struggling town at sometimes because it's some people are very severely um, it runs from super poor people to people who are fairly well off. I mean, there's a lot of waterfront properties, but then you have people who are, you know, on drugs. And it's it's sad because this area used to be strictly blue collar workers who worked at the steel mill, which doesn't exist anymore. So we have a, a corporation that is. It's nonprofit. It's a Dundalk Renaissance Corporation, and they're doing everything they can to revitalize the main street around here. And they're e we're even having food truck rallies over on Dundalk Main Street. And well, they're becoming bigger and bigger. Like I see a lot of construction sites; they'll just actually park their food trucks right next to it, and guys will come and go. For and that's like smart. All day. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about downtown. 
I know there's a million different options downtown where you can just run and get lunch, but... Well, the, the biggest problem, especially for laborers... Uh, they don't even have their cars. They're all driving in their trucks well, from that, the work sites. Plus, like, America now, like, and I've heard... I'll get to that in a minute, but in America, we're so busy being busy bees that, you know, getting a half hour to an hour lunch... A lot of people don't even take their lunch. Right. They There's eat, so they much work, work that they're doing, like, that they are so busy that they can't be running off to Chipotle or Panera Bread and all that. You know, most of that's times, like, for people in suits and stuff in the city. But for the laborers building stuff, like, food trucks are really, like, the most convenient, uh, not just for lunchtime, but throughout the day because... You know, there's only so much, you know, some eat lunch earlier than others. So. Well, flip that again. Back on the white-collar workers, the judges, the lawyers, etc. You, you park a food truck right outside of the, the courthouse downtown. You've got an entire group of people who are in and out of court all day, nonstop. You know, mm-hmm. some of the lawyers that we know who take on multiple clients at a time, they're in court all day. When do they have time to take a breath? in between clients they can go down right down to the food truck get a sandwich get whatever is a burrito whatever the food truck guy has and then go back up to work and that's kind of the culture that you're seeing um and it is sad i mean like i have a really odd job and when i'm in town i still do go to the office but we take our lunches believe me because most of the time when we're in town we're supporting the people who are out on the ships so most of our work is shipping product that we need to the to the other ships so once we do that it's like okay what are we doing there's nothing to do we're gonna go take our lunch we're gonna sit down and it's nice to do that with your co-workers because a lot of times depending on what you're doing I may not see another co-worker for months I mean, the guy who sits across from me, I haven't seen him since February when we were working on a ship together. So when we're all in town together, we do try to take a little group outing. We did this week, we went to a poke place, four of us, because it's very rare that the four of us are together. And, you know, we do try to do that at our job. We really do, because we don't get to see each other that often. When you're on the ship, it's completely different. It's like, this is what time you eat. And that's all you get. You get this. Get what you get. You get like a pasta option, a sandwich option, and then a Filipino option because there's a lot of Filipino workers. And believe me, the Filipino food is really good. Most of the time I pick the Filipino option because I'm like, sandwich, pasta, oh, a delicious whole meal that has fish and, and vegetables. So anyway, for you listening, if you could do a food truck, what would be your specialty? What would you focus on? Oh, I was telling you about the food truck that uh, is by Tiffany's um, shop. Wings. Mm. And they keep it real, you know, they, they have wings, so they have a fryer, and then they have different sauces. And that's just, they, they pick ten different sauces, and then you get a side. Ever since I had the Old Bay one, that's pretty much That's pretty much too. your favorite. I, I sometimes like the garlic parm every now and then. It's a nice little switch up. All right, so we're going to jump back into the music here. Uh, got some Sepultura and Megadeth coming your way. But mm-hmm. first, uh, big thank you to Beth Anslow from BA Promotions for providing this first track from Dying Desolation. It's called Doomsday. Nice. 
DJ Nubis and DJ Neko with you on Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. The podcast edition. Sepultura Beneath the Remains. Alright, we're getting ready to dive in to our rock lot. Got a lot of good stuff lined up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, need to explain how it works just in case we have people that are new to this podcast. Some noobs? Huh? Some noobs? No. <laughs> New. So, what we do is, in the middle of the podcast, we play about six songs rock-related. It could be classic rock, alternative rock, hard rock, um, even sometimes a little bit popish rock. Like mainly, Last week. Yeah, mainly with her picks most of the time. But, uh, anywho... Uh, the whole point is we want to mix in a little bit of the rock and get some love out there to that genre as well because it's closely related to heavy metal and everything else. So this week, uh, got a lot of good stuff lined up for a Red Square Black featuring uh, pre-Manson and pre-Rob Zowley John 5. It's a project called Red Square Black. Um, not many people know of it, but they did an EP in the early 90s that was... Actually, pretty uh, experimental and avant-garde for its time. Mm. Uh, but I really liked it. I loved the EP a lot. You can't find it anymore. It's super rare. Um, so you're going to get a little taste of that. Brand new stuff from a band called Bloody Hammers. Uh, Liquid Mirror. Uh, the Doobie Brothers. Classic stuff there. That's good. Arctic Sleep. Uh, brand new stuff from them. They're two albums ago, their first album, I think, Arbors, was one of my favorites of that particular year. This new one is also one of my favorites this year, so it made my greatest of the list this year. So we're going to be checking that out towards the end of the rock block. And, of course, as always, 
DJ mm. Neko's pick of the week. Exactly. So when we get around to that area, we will announce that, and then of course prepare you for that, and then she'll explain prepare why. Prepare you for that. <laughs> like they have to hold on to their seats. Like my picks. Are hold so on cool. and chew your fingernails, man. Because it's so intense. It is. But uh, no, she'll go through and she'll explain why she made the pick this week. And uh, that's how it kind of goes with that. So it's kind of a lot of fun. She has her reasons and then you're going to find I do find have out. my reasons. But anyway. It's my middle name, The Reason. Uh, Violent Pause from Ritz Where Black is going to open it up. And uh, the thing I like a lot about this particular track is it's got a little bit of a groove and heaviness to it. But also there's parts of it that's almost psychedelic. Um not really soft, but uh, pretty crushing anyway. Crushing. Crushing. I like that. Check it out. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
this is Jessica from Factory of Dreams. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Dixieland, pretty mama, come and take me by the hand. Oh, by the hand, take me by the hand, pretty mama, come and dance with your daddy all night long. I like to hear some funky Dixieland, pretty mama, come and take me by the hand. Oh, by the hand, take me by the hand, pretty mama, come and dance with your daddy all night long. I like to hear some funky Dixieland, pretty mama, come and take me by the hand. Here's some fucking dicks 
love that song so much. Love, love, love that song. We were just talking about that. Uh, I'm, I am a dancer and dance teacher, and one of my dreams, I tap especially, is to do a Doobie Brothers uh, tap dance to that, and it would be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a great tune. It's, growing up, I never really knew who sang it, but as time has gone on, I've managed to connect songs with certain bands and discover, oh yeah, like forever. It took me forever to figure out. Don't even, don't, I, I don't want to hear. The Who. Oh my God. Like, I kept telling people, like, it's called Teenage Wasteland. They're like, no, no, no it's, it's not. Bob O'Reilly. I'm like, I knew what? you were going to say that. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, I never knew the name, so I'm like, I'm just going by the verses in it, and it's like... Well, see, now we have online where you have, like, the look-up lyrics things, and you could be, you could just, like, well, throw in hear... some lyrics and figure it right, out. Right, but this, I didn't figure this out until, like, 92. But we didn't have online lyrics back then. I'm just that's saying, nowadays, point. if you, Shazam, Shazam will tell you whatever song it is. Right, well, you know, and I discovered this probably in the late 90s, so... Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was some uh, Doobie Brothers with the Black Water, and then, of course, Liquid Mirror, Baby That's Crude, Bloody Hammer's new stuff for them called Welcome to Darkness, and then Red Square Black, Violent Paws. I like that. Got a couple tracks left. Of course, we're going to dive into DJ Neko's Pick of the Week, and, and... want to explain why... You picked this track? So, again, back to my dance teacherness. I don't know what I, I don't know what you call that. I've been dancing since I was four years old and up until recently, because of my job, I, I also taught dance five days a week. And I love working with lots of, every level of dancer. I also love Pink Floyd and I love The Wizard of Oz. And DJ Anubis and I actually sat down and watched The Wizard of Oz while playing, while Dark, playing Side Dark Side of the Moon one time. It was so much fun. So didn't really match up as well as I thought it would. Well, we had it on cassette, so we had to pause and flip, and then we had to pause. Because you're supposed to be able to watch it and listen to Dark Side of the Moon twice. Right. So we did. Um, but I think Dark Side of the Moon is my favorite Pink Floyd album. Probably. all the. I mean, there's my... It's, Mine's probably going to be The Wall, but Dark Side is very close. It's funny, though, because Momentary Lapse of Reason, uh, Learning to Fly, is my favorite Tune, song. Right. But as an entire album, I could sit and listen to Dark Side of the Moon non-stop. And I'm not a huge fan of Momentary Lapse of Reason, but I love Learning to Fly. It's such a beautiful song. However, so this week's pick of the week is Brain Damage into Eclipse. Because, again, Wizard of Oz, dancing. My dream, when I hopefully get back to teaching full-time and not just here and there, is to do a Wizard of Oz-themed dance to this Brain Damage slash Eclipse song. And I also love this song like love 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 I'll listen to this song on repeat sometimes because it just I don't know I've always my my mom loved Pink Floyd I love Pink Floyd so just growing up and and having that influence was really nice like my parents were it's funny how that works out 
What do you mean? You end up liking, well, not for me personally, but for you, your parents were listening to cool music. Well, my, my parents liked classic rock, and my mom... Although I think, you know, it's funny, I think about my mom when it was just her and I. She used to listen to, like, classic rock stuff, not anything major like Zeppelin or anything but just radio and that's probably how I got See, my mom loved Led Zeppelin she had Led Zeppelin I know she loves Sabbath she loved Sabbath she loved Led Zeppelin she had Led Zeppelin I think it was three on record and I can't believe I gave this away but I was dumb and I was 18 and I had all of her old vinyl and I gave them to a friend of mine but this this Led Zeppelin three it had this turn it was it was like one of those things like you see in a kid's uh, like pop-up book it turned and all the pictures changed in it it was really wild but I gave it away because I'm like oh I have all these on CD why do I need these records and now, we're back now I'm like vinyl. yeah now I'm back to like I want the records give me the vinyl and you know I guess lesson learned but I um I'm really happy to have Pink Floyd as my my spotlight pick of the week this week. We're going to get ready to that. Before that, we're going to have the little intro that DJ Nico has now. So prepare yourselves. I have an intro. Audio jump. Attention, please. Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow and we will break new ground. Hailing from the land below the wind. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, what you jump? Let's DJ Neko's pick of the week. On the grass, the lunatic is on the grass, remembering games and daisy chains and laughs. Got to keep the lunas on the path. The lunatic. Is in the hall. The lunatics are in my hall. The paper holds their folded faces to the floor. And every day the paper boy brings more.
is Isaac Golson. Alright, DJ Anubis and DJ Nico with your Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. That was Arctic Sleep of the Eternal Sunbeam. That was beautiful. Latest release, Kindred Spirits. Uh, that record is also added to my best of the year, 2019. So you're gonna check it out, check it fucking out. Uh, they got kind of a sludgy post-rock feel about them, so. Obviously, I love their album Arbors, and uh, Gale is okay, but uh, this this is back putting them back on top for me there. And Missy likes it. That's even an added bonus. All right, so we talked a little bit about the in the dark series when we were talking about the food trucks. Yes. So we're kind of just gonna brag about a series that we just got done finishing last night, actually. Um, it's called In the Dark. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Apparently it was on regular TV. Maybe I think it was still on the CW. Is. Yeah, so it may still be on there, but Netflix picked it up. And basically what you got is a blind woman who has a little bit of trouble getting along with people in her life. Because for whatever reason, she just has... She's also dealing with her own problems. Bullshit. <laughs> Drinks a lot. I can relate. But uh, she has a moment where she's mugged and then a young black kid, uh, 15 or so, comes and helps her out, saves her life, and they become good friends. Uh, Of course, something happens to him, and then, of course, it starts a whole chain of events that goes into, like, a whodunit thing, a lot of mystery, and uh, and a lot of comedy, too. There's a lot of good stuff in there, so pretty entertaining. if you're looking for a new series to check out, that's what we would highly recommend at this point. And it was an easy watch. Um, another show that we like a lot is called Dark, and it's a German show. And that show, you need to do, you need to watch it and only watch it. Like, you cannot n- stop watching it. You need to pay attention. You need to do homework. You ne- it, it, There's so much going on. Well, I, I think we kind of found that problem with the AO or OA as well because well I hated the last episode the last episode of the OA sometimes they do these series but it take them so long to get the new one seasons out that you're like oh god I forgot what happened the first time around well with dark there are so many different timelines going on um and I think that's what kind of like I you have to pay attention in the dark however it's real people yeah, it's simple. There's yeah. no real thinking involved. <laughs> rather than, other than trying to figure out who did what. That's really. The I mean, only. it is. It is kind of like a detective show, because clearly you're trying to solve a murder, but they're they're real people and they have real stories. I mean, I don't know. I might be simple, but like I like the stories. I like I like seeing how. You know, the two girls live together as roommates and and how they're happy and they're, like, best friends. And there was one scene um, where uh, Ty, who was friends with the main character, Murphy, and he, because she's blind, she, she, she lost her sight when she was about 14, when she was a teenager. And, um... 
Ty was trying to help her remember how to write. And it was just really sweet just seeing how they were interacting, you know, between each other. And the reason she wanted to write was because she wanted to write a birthday card to, to her, friend, yeah, yeah, to her roommate, Jess. So things like, you, you get sweet things like that, but... Yeah, make no mistake, the series itself has a lot of great moments. Uh, like but, it's, like, it's a surprise. Yeah, there's a lot of twists in there, so you, every time I you think you figured it out... wrong. Let's just say, I'm like, oh, it was this dude, and oh, no, it wasn't this dude, and... Yeah, every time you think you got to figure it out, there's just something else that happens, and you're like, wow, okay. All right, so in our next block, I told you earlier, we have some new stuff by a band called Disrupted. Uh, nice. Old school death metal. I think Herman and Crash liked it a lot when I played them one of their songs on the Middle Tavern Forum, which is still up, by the way, for those that want to visit there and check shit out. Uh, before then, though, we've got some Warm In and then also got some more recent stuff from Metal Church. So we're going to start kicking into gear with that. Here's some Warm In with Dawn.
Metal Tavern Radio. DJ Nubis and, and DJ Nico. I'm Metal Tavern Radio, the podcast. Brand new stuff from Disrupted, Ancient Plague, from the procrastination of being. Brand new stuff there. That was good. Very, very good. And the new Metal Church? Yeah. Well, that's that's from 2016. They do have a newer record, but that... New to me? New to you. You haven't heard everything. See, I I li- a- when I listen to Metal Church, I think like 1985. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem where I, I'm listening to all these new records week to week, and DJ Neko isn't always up to date on stuff, so no, she's always no. telling me, like, give her new stuff, and I don't do it, so when she's like, oh, I really like this! Why didn't you show me this? And I don't do it. So, but, I mean, DJ Anubis' life is listening to music, and me... I'll she's not. She's not lying either. He like will listen. Lying. He's. He's like. I have to go and listen to music. Like he'll tell me. I'm like. Oh, you want to watch TV? No. I must go I listen to music. I got stuff. I gotta do. So for me, like what what DJ Anubis does for me is he'll he'll throw me some tracks. He'll give me um, an album. He'll say here, download this album or whatever, and I'll listen to it. But nothing like what he does. He listens to probably. 20,000 songs a year easily. Oh, easily. Probably more than that. I mean, I'm still listening to I mean, maybe not 30 records a week, but maybe more like within the 15 to 20 range, but you know, every week that we do the podcast, I'm always trying to add like new songs that I can introduce people to, new bands or whatever. So, in that aspect, like I've I've managed to alleviate the work that I had for the station and my blog, which is good. But you still do post on your blog about the podcast. Right, but I, but I still need to keep myself updated with what's out there and what's coming through. And I still have, as you can your, see... Your favorite picks well, and everything record that you labels like Mike and them that send me stuff. So I still try to get the word out on these bands. So either way... That's the idea. We want to show the world... Whoever is listening, world, who is listening, tell me where you're listening from. I mean, you know, we're here in Baltimore, but we want people to hear all of these bands, especially these local bands and these smaller labels, because that's the idea. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Disrupted, you know, that's a band maybe down the road that we will get here in Maryland for Maryland Death Fest. Uh Next year's lineup is really incredible. Last year we chose not to go because... I was out on a ship, and that's why. Well, but that's part of it. Part of it was also, is like it wasn't as amazing as some of the past line. Even the year that Acrecocky was here, the year before, like it wasn't as strong as it was. But we still had a good time because the whole idea is sharing music with your friends. And we had a shit ton of our friends come spend the week with us. Well, that's how it always is. We're going to have some this year coming up. and I hope we have a thousand people stay in our little 875 square foot house. It used to be that it was just people that we knew on the metal forums that we were part of during that time. and But now it's expanded to just internet friends in general across the world. And even in the U.S., so... And and the Netherlands. <laughs> right, well, that's what I'm saying, across the world. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, anyway, speaking of Maryland Death Fest 2020, uh, we got a lot of great bands. Like, I, And they haven't even announced everything. Right. It's so like they're in the early stages this of this. Is, this is July 2019. We're talking May 2020. So, they're really working hard. And a little backstory, Maryland Death Fest started... Um, what is this now? 15 years that they've been doing it? At least. We passed on going to Maryland Death Fest many years because it was very small. Well, they didn't have the type of advertising either. Like, sometimes well, when I would think about it, I'm like, oh, we need to go to this, but then, like... We'd forget about right. it. Right. But the one year, probably maybe the third year that they were doing it, they had a terrible venue in a terrible part of town. And we both were like, yeah, we're not going to... We, we were maybe interested in maybe one or two bands, and we're like, we're not going to go. It's just... And then almost immediately after that, they just, like, picked up steam. And the the facilitators of Maryland Death Fest really should be proud of what they've done. They've taken a small festival of mostly East Coast and local bands that they've expanded... And they've gotten, like, huge testament. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, they've done, you know, Maryland Death Fest, but then they've expanded to the Netherlands Death Fest, which they do And the California year. Death Fest. Right, so they, they have managed to really expand themselves, and they, they, they put a lot of work into, like... They believed in themselves. Immediately when Maryland Death Fest ends, they're already working on the next year. Clearly, because it just ended, and right. it's July, and... right. So, already looking at next year with Dismember, uh, also Sacramento, they're going to be doing... They, they seem to do this the last four or five years where they take a band. They're performing far away. The, the sun, yeah, in its entirety. So, Sam Ale did something like that ceremony in Ancients uh, a few years ago. What? Suspiria. Well, that was uh, Days of Darkness. Now, those guys, I think they're a part of that as well. They are. So that was something separate. Of course, that got all fucked up. We don't even get into all that. But uh, the reformation of but, violence. But, uh, but Goblin played Death Fest, and they played the Days of Darkness yes, too. Yeah, I uh, got Cancer. Suffocation is always great live. Although they no longer have their singer, so I'm not sure who's going to fill in for that. Uh, Monstrosity, Massacre, Necrophobic. Um, Dark Fortress, they are fucking amazing. That yep. Demolic, uh, they played a couple of years ago, I think, was really good. Nocturnus, they've called themselves Nocturnus AD now, but they put out a new record, very good. Uh, DJ Neko actually did a review, not on record, I don't think. We don't have it on audio, but she did a review of The Key, which is... I love The Key. It's super alien. Oh my god. I love The Key. You might have it. You're going to have to maybe like repost it on your blog because I did it maybe seven years ago. Yeah, I don't know if you wrote it out or I not. did. I wrote it out for you because basically I listened to it and I I forgot I liked them so much. Shit. Oh, my <laughs> God. So I, I listened to the song and what, what I asked DJ Anubis to do for me was pick a CD for me. Just give me... I did that a couple times. I did that with that one. Just give me a CD. I've never... And, and, actually, and Metal one, Church. Yep. Blessings in Disguise. I'm like, again. just give me a CD. I, don't think 
just give me a CD. He gave me the Nocturna CD, and I'm listening to it, and I come back to him, and I'm like, do you hear the alien themes in this? It's totally about aliens. And he's like, yes, yes, it is, totally. Well, it's, it's a mixture of aliens and also just uh, the dead, like, undead journey is all about being a zombie, like, from the zombie perspective, which is very cool. BCAD, before Christ, after death, of course, is about destroying Jesus and the manger and all that shit. So it's, it's really crazy stuff. But, but new record is still all along the lines of that, even though they've changed their name. I don't know exactly the ins and outs of why they had to do that. But, but I like that they can... I love bands that can take a theme and run with it. You know, a lot of times artists will put out things and it's just song, 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 song one reason I like King Diamond so much his entire albums are stories same thing with Nocturnus their entire album is a story or some type of theme with their albums so yeah I'm really excited about Nocturnus crap I forgot I liked they it they actually played two or three years ago when we were still outdoors so, but that's it's kind of hard to it was kind of hard to get into certain bands when it was outdoors because they have better feel when they're inside so now that they've stuck to the indoor venues it seems to be a lot more intimate and you just i don't know it's a whole different feel plus it's ac because it, it, right look, now if we were to do this shit people would be dying because it's so hot well out i right mean now. you we were indoors for static x and you were dehydrated yeah. i mean like it's, i was really kind of surprised i mean it, it came out of nowhere and it is so crazy here in maryland it is a swamp town it is insane, and it just, I mean, even when it's 80 degrees here, you feel like you might pass out, because it it just sucks into your skin. Ugh, it's so gross. I need to move somewhere in the mountains. Well, Colorado was okay. nice. It's not as humid, but... Uh, also got Prostitute Disfigurement, Grave Desecrator. I'm really excited to see them as I well. I don't know if I know Grave Desecrator. It's kind of like death thrashy stuff. Really good stuff. Okay. Archgoat, we've seen them. Yes, yes, I did like them a lot. Impaled. I, uh, wait, wait, I, I've, we've seen them too, haven't we? I don't think we've seen Impaled. Uh, there's another band somewhere named that I like, but I don't think I've seen them either. Acid Witch. Uh, <laughs> I saw them at Days of Darkness. Very cool. A lot of fun. Uh, Missy's not really into the whole Doom thing. Doesn't matter nope. what kind of Doom it nope. is. Nope. Uh, Imprecation. Yeah. Fucking awesome band. They're brand new. November's Doom. I think this is really dig them. They're not really Doomish. They do have a little bit of Doom, but they're more like death and melodic death. Uh, of course, friends of ours from Nomos, uh, death grindcore band out of Maryland, is going to be playing for the first time. I'm so excited for them. Uh, they are amazing live, amazing music. If you're someone who's going to make it out to Maryland Death Fest, do it. This is a great year to come out. Uh, if you know me personally and Miss uh, Neko here, Miss Neko, we'd be glad to house you here. We do that because we're nice people like that. Yeah, uh, but you have to realize we, we have, have to know you. <laughs> we have to know you. You have to be vetted, and you have to like a twenty-pound cat, nineteen-year-old cat who does nothing but lounge, and she'll lounge on you without. And you must pet her. You must love her at all times and give her treats. <laughs> And realize we do have a very small house. We have really accommodated, though, a lot of people because, you know, we have our bedroom, we have a spare bedroom, we have a pull-out couch, 
in the living room. We have two futons, and we have two blow-up, you know, Dolls. air mattresses. <laughs> we have two air mattresses, so we've done pretty good. We've we've always made sure people have some place to sleep, but it is a tiny house. So if you're going to stay with us, then you need to let us know in advance because the list we've, gets large. Yeah, it does I mean, we, what we've already got. Keep in mind, we're only like 15 minutes from the venue, mm-hmm. so... And we've got two cars, and sometimes we just Uber there, but honestly, we've already have three people who've put their names in for next year, so... Yeah, it's usually a lot of the usual suspects, but, you know, if you're someone that's known us a while, and, you know, we're familiar with you, even if you're kind of brand new, I mean, just getting to know us is good a good way to go about it, but... We do try to help people who are coming from out of town or out of country. The hotels to... around here are astronomical. And besides just being expensive, they charge you, because it's Memorial Day weekend, yeah. they charge you a crazy price. And then they tack on, like, hotel tax and hotel fees. So that we, we do try to help everyone out. I mean, it's, you, it's you're not getting, like, the Marriott... Right. treatment here we, we we're living in a but tiny, we're not living in a scrub either yeah so. we're, we're not living in like the ghetto it's just like it's a small house but we love but having people exactly we love having people here we love we always say the more the merrier and we at one point i think we've had nine people close to eight or nine yeah, yeah staying with us and you know what we do we have make breakfast we make it work we have breakfast people take showers and shifts and then we're like, okay, first group wants to go early, so Time first, to rock. yeah, first group goes, second group goes later. Yeah, we we make it work, you know. Not everybody wants to see every single band. I'm one of those people. I have my favorites, and I adjust my schedule accordingly. And of course, those who are in the same vein will do the same. And then of course, those that want to go there and see every fucking band will do that. And I, I generally, I even drive them if I have to and drop them off. It's not a big deal. All right. So we're not going to take up your time anymore with that. What is coming up next, DJ Anubis? Well, we got some brand new stuff from Immortal Bird. The Meads of Asphodel. Yeah, that's your favorite right now. Yeah. Uh, Also knew a bath later. Um, (laughs) Got some classic stuff from Obituary and King Diamond. Oh, yes. Going to kick it off, though, with some Cranium. Uh, I was talking with someone about the other day about this because the sound clip before this is from the movie 31 from Rob Zombie 31 is actually one of the better movies he's done I know 3 from Hell is coming out soon from him which I is watched the, the trailer yeah, it's, it's pretty badass it's kind of follow up to Devil's Rejects and a thousand I love the Devil's so. I love the Devil's Rejects so I'm really excited for that um, but here's Ritualize Defleshment excuse me oh hello ladies <laughs> I am all man and I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, we're gonna fuck all your holes.
DJ Anubis, Middle Tavern Radio Podcast. King I Diamond. Fucking sorry with the F word. Love King Diamond. We're, Everything. We're uncensored here. Uncensored. You know, girls gone wild here. 
girls gone wild. <laughs> One girl gone wild. I love King Diamond. I told you earlier when we were talking about our dream lineup. I love the theatrics. I love everything that he does. I, I mean, he'll take a concept and turn it into an entire album. The Puppet Master thing just blew my mind. And then when he did the DVD with the extended release and he's explaining it, and I'm like, there's King Diamond in his makeup explaining his his CD, and I, I was just mind-blown, honestly. Yeah, ironically, I didn't uh, ever get to see him way back in the day. The first time I saw him was actually for the Voodoo Tour, which is 97, so that was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, he played Invisible Guest, which he didn't play when we saw no, him. No, and he didn't play Abigail either, which kind of made me mad. Yeah. We have a we have a love-hate relationship with King Diamond and his, his management team because we have purchased several tickets to see King Diamond. Well, he's had health issues. He's so had health issues, and not just health issues, but, like, one of the issues was... The actual venue and oh yeah, so I went to that shit though in the mid '90s with Ozzy too. Though I think I had purchased like tickets to see him, and he canceled a couple times for one reason or the other. So it was it took a while before Ozfest came along. When we finally saw King Diamond, though, I was like, my life is complete. Except they didn't play Abigail. Nope. That is my favorite song by King they Diamond. They did play Welcome Home, they so did. we had that. I know yours is the invisible guest and mine is Abigail our favorite King Diamond songs so it's it's amazing to see like your favorite song is a complete different album mine is a complete I think I've well to this day them is like the cornerstone it's a great song I mean well it's a great album it is but that's how I feel about Abigail. Like I'll listen to Abigail nonstop, and I I look at those fucking horses in the on the front. And I'm like, this is so cool. You know, it's just like you hear King Diamond speaking his song to you. Anyway, we're just King Diamond, like you know, fanboys, <laughs> girls, girls, fanboy girls. So we, uh, we appreciate good music. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, of course, of course. So, uh, got one track left from you. It's from A Bath, from his new record. And it's a title track, Outstrider. And I speaking love Abath. of which. I love him. I love everything about A Bath. I remember a few months back, I saw a video. He was playing somewhere. And he slipped. Yeah. yeah. He went down, ran down the hill, fell, got up, got and everyone's like, cheering yeah. him. He's like, fuck yeah! Something about him, he's always in character. You're like, right. He could look like a lawyer in real life. It could be a wig on his head. I think, for I, all think we he, know. I think he probably loves the fact that he's become a meme. Yeah. So many different things. He, he's just always in character. He is growl awesome. One of the few people that's been memed with uh, Grumpy Cat. That's true. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't think he gets offended no, by stuff no, like that. I think. He is like more me. It's takes good. In, takes in a stride. Yeah, he's like, you're just joking on me. It's not a big deal. I, I think I, after all the years, like, and and trying to get into this, where the first time I showed you how we were gonna dress up for Halloween as the band Immortal, Immortal. oh I god, that was you, so much uh, fun. The video and uh, the video. Like, the video. What what is the video, Scotty? 
Call the Winter Moon. That's it. And uh, it was so ridiculous. And I dressed up as the witch. Yeah. The Scotty witch. was a bath. Big big bath. Big bath. <laughs> big bath. Oh, is that your new nickname, Big Bath? <laughs> big bath. So, uh, but it was you know I had my nephew in there as the third member, and of course it, you know it was a lot of fun. But, but everybody thought we were kiss, which made me sad. Wow. No one's going Our circle, like, most of the people that we know within a certain circle aren't really metalheads. Like, they might have a little bit of metal knowledge, but they would not ever know Immortal. But if we talked outside of that within the internet world, just everybody would know who we are. But, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of fun with it, and I think that's pretty much where our bath and company are as well, because they know how ridiculous it was back then, even though back then they probably taking themselves a little too seriously, but... I think now they look back and say, God damn, we were fucking weird. They were like, we're hysterical. We're, we're, we are black metal. Right. But I am going to, you know, the, the Scandinavian areas, hopefully. I hope I'm going there, not Taiwan. Honestly, I am not in the mood to go to Taiwan where it's 200 degrees. I want to go to Norway where it's 50 degrees, but... I, I'm i going to be in Denmark and Norway, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And that I... should be a lot of fun, though. If I, I'm wearing black metal shirts the entire time, I'm wearing everything I can think of. And ho- and ever- well, if you get to Norway, you should definitely put on some corpse paint. Oh, yeah, I will. I will walk around wearing corpse paint. And my, my people will be like, you're a weirdo. <laughs> I don't know, you might just fit in. A lot of them wear it out there anyway. It's interesting because Norway is, like, it's a very, it's it, it's a very, like, thin country. Not thin, like, well, they're probably thin, too, like, you know, health-wise thin. But the actual country itself, it's long. So, you know, it, it, it's the, the varying degrees of warmth, etc., but where I would be making port is one of the areas where it's daylight, like, pretty much 20 hours a day. And I'm really excited about that. And with that said, we're going to bid you adieu. I think Missy, or DJ Neko, I should put it, will be around for at least one more episode. So we'll probably get that towards the end of the week, depending on my work schedule and hers. Uh, it could be a little earlier. Who knows? Uh Appreciate y'all tuning in and checking out the podcast. And don't forget, tell us your food truck ideas, please. Yeah, and any we recommendation love with songs. We to hear from you guys, please. Whatever. You can tell us that we smell like farts. We don't care. We want to hear from our people. Our we, people. Hey, our we people. know we're getting downloads. Our, our pod thing tells us that we're getting downloads. So you people who are downloading, tell us. I don't care if you tell me I'm dumb. I don't care if you tell me I'm ugly. Just tell me something because they're not gonna tell you that. Yeah, well, they they don't know, but you know what I mean. We know we're getting downloads, so tell us that you're listening. Just give us some feedback, please. We we know you're downloading the. the it makes sp- us feel like superstars, so just do it. Do it. No no peer pressure. Just do it. All right, brand new stuff. A bath. Mm-hmm. Outstrider. Here we go.